morning. Welcome to The Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Cherie, and today we are discussing not season two, episode six. That's not right. Where'd it go? We're discussing season three, episode one, (laughs) Labor Day. And joining me today is Ashley Johnson. Morning, sunshine. I don't know what happened. The wrong notes. And I was like, nope. That's not the episode we're talking about. We are not talking about Death Proof. We done did that. Um, So yeah, we're talking about the season three premiere. So exciting. Dude, I'm still trying to process. I know. And I watched it this morning and I'm still trying to process this. Yeah. And I I know I'm jumping ahead of the gun here, but did anybody else want to jump through the screen and just like strangle the shit out of Archie when he said guilty? Yes! I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He was so good all episode, and then he pulled a fucking Archie at the last minute. And I mean, like, I knew he was going to go to jail because we've seen those clips of him, like, behind bars and stuff. But, and I did not understand how he was just, like, roaming free the rest of the weekend. I mean, that's not, like, a thing that happens. No, that's 100% false. Don't think that that's going to happen because it's not. It's TV. I mean, I can understand you're out in bail, but you'll still be, like, on house arrest gonna be like yes. fucking cruising because hello he is a flight risk like Jughead told him to run mm-hmm. so anyway I gotta give him props though for not yes that was very mature and a lot of what he did all episode was very mature like accepting responsibility and that is like mm-hmm. his character but god damn it <laughs> <laughs> it's also his character to be very impulsive and dumb and damn if he didn't do it at the last minute but i was I, honestly i was waiting for that archie moment too mm-hmm. I was like it's gonna happen it's he's gonna, gonna happen. he's gonna piss me off i can feel it exactly. i know it's gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah so um do you want to start with uh, segments in case we get yeah, in case cut we short get cut time. Off. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, for any new listeners, we do this on our lunch break in my car because like we're very professional <laughs> and we're moms and yeah. this is our only time to ourselves. Right. This is, this is the only hour of the day that I get where I'm not like wiping somebody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that is both literally and figuratively because that's what I do all day at work too. <laughs> How, how can I do your job for you today, everybody? (laughs) Okay. So our first segment is the most Archie comics moment. The moment that we feel like pulls the most from like the Archie feel from the comics. So do you have one? The car ride. Yeah. The jalopy. That's what I put. Just, I mean, I don't know what like prop master had to find a car that old that would work for that scene or if they pulled it like on a track I don't you know well you could see the tires at one point yeah I mean I feel like with the magic of Hollywood there's probably a lot they could do but um but it was almost cartoonish yes and it was it was awesome I enjoyed that scene only it's Archie moment right there yeah me too okay so for the the best blossom burn do you have one oh my gosh there's like at least I want to well they not necessarily burns but when Cheryl's got the uh the bow and arrow yes like I told you I was ready to raise hell or kick ass or something yeah I'm like there's my Cheryl. There she is. I missed you, honey. I know. Oh, she was great. My um, my best blossom burn was, of course, shooting Malachi in the leg. Oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> I love it. Freaking Jughead, Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> like, I think oh. 
then, oh and then Penny barely threatens Betty, and he's like, point it between her eyes. Cheryl never misses. Do you yeah. really want to chance it? Yeah. And I'm like, I love Cheryl. God, I yes. Love I love her being a gang member. <laughs> she's such a, well, she was a badass before. Right. But now it's like, now that she's officially a serpent, like she's able to fully embrace the yes. bad side. Yes. And her, she's amazing at being a badass. Like, oh my God. I liked Cheryl before, but I, I have a feeling in this season, mm-hmm. she's going to be my new favorite character because she's just amazing. She embraces everything there is about yeah. her and she rocks it. Yes. Okay, so um, then we'll move on to good, bad, funnies. My good for the week is I just really love the camera work and the vibe of this episode. Yes. Like, the direction was it, really good. It does, and it feels like they've upped their ante a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell the budget's bigger. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell it's a Roberto-written episode because it is fucking bonkers, and the tension's really high, mm-hmm. and everybody has a storyline. Everybody. Yeah. Um. I also like that like, you can really tell in this episode there was something about Jughead and the way he carried himself that you can see how much he's matured since the beginning of season one, which yep. for them is the last school year, where he was just kind of like this like loner um, oh, high school kid. Type, yeah, and know? now he's, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. And granted, I don't think 16 years old is like a community leader age, but... Um, and like, again, I have issues with the whole gang thing, but like, I don't know. I was, I was kind of proud of him last I night. Was. I, I was too. It's like, he's finally stepped up to the plate and is fully right. bracing. And doing more than just like spazzing. Yes. You and know, freaking out and riding and hiding in the shadows right. and observing like he's actually in right. the situation. He's, so. he's bearing, being very grown up. So. My bad is just that Kevin didn't get enough, but that's a tall order for a first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Mary's hairstyle. I did not like Molly Ringwald's hairstyle at all. I don't like that bang curtain. No. But like, she's a very, very beautiful actress. And I'm Gorgeous. Mean, I'm like, why are you going to cover that up? Right. Yeah, I don't understand. And I've loved Molly Ringwald since, like, 16 Candles. Of course. So, she's always been gorgeous. She's my, like, redhead actress lover yes. she's amazing and whenever they did that hairstyle on her I was like can I please go to like her beauty trailer <laughs> and like beat the shit out of whoever did her hair <laughs> or just be like hi have you heard of other haircuts oh my god I mean maybe a nice bob I don't know but That's, not this yeah this is not working for no me. I'm not a fan no. okay um did you have a different bad no, the hair was... That, okay. That got me. Um, my funny for the week was that the name that Betty gave her imaginary therapist is Dr. Glass. Like, George Glass <laughs> on the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> just, I love the idea that Betty, like, secretly watches the Brady Bunch on TV land. Like, I, was, I giggled whenever I saw that. I was like... Well, when she what? first said that, when she first said Dr. Glass, and I was like, huh, I wonder if that's a George Glass reference. And then at the end, it, it wound up being, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I, I just, I loved this episode. I, I really did, too. Did. I think they did a great job. Yeah, for changes, I don't have anything. No, I don't have anything either. Like, the very, and I feel like they kind of, like, they stuck to a really great storyline, and then right at, like, the very end, it's like they just threw all this shit at you, and you're uh-huh. like, 
what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, you're being pulled in different directions. You're like, oh, my God, who is this stupid gargoyle king? And what is going on? Are those yeah. guys going to live? And why are they dropping babies into the fire? And why are they flying? <laughs> like, and yeah. What is going on with Betty? Is she having a seizure? Like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. And it's like, they're just going bam, bam, bam. And you're like, what? Slow down. <laughs> I can't deal with all of this. Yeah. And... That might feel like it's messy, but it worked. I don't know. I'm sure there will be plenty of haters out there who will say that they didn't like it because whatever, whatever. But I really enjoyed it. I thought the tension was, like, super high and awesome. I felt it was a million times better than the season two premiere, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, was good. Like, it felt good to be back. But definitely was not very exciting Mm-mm. you know and it's like that the, the last few minutes they're leading you up to what's going to happen through the entire season. season yes it's not just going to be archie behind bars but it's going to be archie making serpent friends and learning mm-hmm. how to survive behind door or behind bars, doors behind bars it. and then it's going to be veronica starting a fight with a war with, with her, her dad, dad which is going to be very yeah. bad i can just this is not going to end well no and i'm praying to god that she ends on top and not him but i'm terrified for her i'm terrified for her but also i've i fully have like all my faith in veronica lodge dude she'll pull it out i really hope so because he's a douchebag yeah like i i can't i can't oh man that was such a good scene though um we'll get to that so for theories uh, this this gargoyle king thing like i guess that's gonna be our big bad this season um what do how do we feel about that cuz it's definitely weird it's definitely kind of paranormal I have a feeling that the farm and the gargoyle king are going to have some, some, some they're, they're related gonna somehow they're going to something's something is going to have to connect them because right. one gargoyle king cult-like stuff sacrificial right. blood that right other, and then dropping twin babies into a fire. fire and then they fly well and i think some of that was probably Betty's imagination or like a fever dream or whatever right before she went down. So I don't, I don't think they actually dropped the babies in the fire. Clearly, I don't think they actually flew. But I, th- I think she like saw something and her hallucinated. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then she went down um, because she hasn't slept all summer. you can't do that no you can't I thought maybe she was like exaggerating just a little bit because yeah like some sort of power naps in there somewhere right it it is inhuman even on all the Adderall like you you have to sleep sometimes um she would not be as cognizant as she is now and I mean you could tell she was kind of not there because like at the beginning when they were talking about the leeches and she was like well was that us or was it a movie and I was like that's a weird line for Betty to say. Like, mm-hmm. Betty knows everything. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so I don't have any theories outside of just like it's got to be wrapped in with this Edgar Ever Never business. Um, who knows? Could I could be the same person. Could be. And it could even. Um, tie into Sabrina somehow because we know that's coming soon and it's going to be very supernatural and I think I feel like they're wanting to tie them somehow Mm -hmm. and that's that might be the key um and speaking of for our Real Housewives of Greendale corner um Sabrina will be out on Netflix in two weeks people clear your calendars call in sick that day 
whatever. Take a vacation day. Yeah, like me. Because <laughs> um, you're super cool. Um, stay home from school. Don't do that. Don't stay home from school. But just watch it. <laughs> Pinch it that weekend so we can all talk about it. Um, for my Skeets Dadgram corner. So KJ shared some shots from his spread in GQ Australia. Because um, he's also like promoting a movie, The Hate You Give and stuff. And there's a shot of him doing that like... Oh, sorry. Sorry, I bumped the mic. Photographer's square thing, you mm-hmm. know, with like the L7 fingers. And he's like looking through it and he's got a toothpick in his mouth and it's very Cole Sprouse-esque like feels very Coley. At, at least like if you look at IMDB and like Cole's headshot it, that's I mean without the fingers like that's kind of what it is like he always has a toothpick so Skeet's comment was be sure to give Cole his toothpick back <laughs> I love it yeah in sidebar if you've ever read Stephen King's book Dreamcatcher you'll hate teeth- toothpicks as much as I do and I'm like listening to that on audible this week and it's uh, first off it's Stephen King so pass Oh, I love Stephen King books. Like, I don't like scary movies. I can't watch a lot of his movies. But the books I can do. The books don't scare me super hard. I might have to put them in the freezer like Joey and Friends. But, like... (laughs) That was one of my favorite episodes. (laughs) It's like, how is that going to help your situation? (laughs) But, um, and this one isn't... I wouldn't say it's, like, overly scary. It's gory and weird. But there is a part that, like, with toothpicks that like makes me hurt a little um second sidebar us weekly did a profile on ski i told you about this yesterday Mm -hmm. and he um he said that he falls asleep to friends every night and you know what so do i soulmates soulmates i tell Mm you we're meant to be sorry sorry hubby okay so that that is it for our segments we can kind of run through the episode a little bit and we might not hit everything because I definitely don't want to talk about this without you but anyway so the episode opens up the se- the season opens up in pops where Veronica as we know is the owner now but she's also waiting tables um and on Jughead like because duh it's pops um Betty has been interning with Mrs. Andrews and Sierra McCoy and then we kind of move directly into the courtroom scene where we finally see who Penelope Ann Miller is playing. She's another star from the 90s, um, kind of with the ranks of Machen and mm-hmm. Luke and Molly Ringwald. And maybe not Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald's a little bit bigger deal, but... And Molly's like 80s and 90s. Like, yes. Uh, but, like, I think she was even in a movie with Skeet. And possibly even with Luke Perry. I don't know. But I'm trying to think. Because when I saw her, I was like, I know who that is. But I couldn't place what movie or show I saw her in. I don't know that I've actually seen anything she's in. I looked up her IMDb when, um, like, there were first, like, shots from set that she was there. Because everybody was wondering if she was going to play Gladys Jones, um, Jughead's mom. But she's not. She's playing the DA. So... She makes some very compelling arguments about why Archie should be in prison, which for a lot of it, she's not wrong. Um, But Mary Andrews, who is Archie's lawyer and mother, makes an even better case with more flashback clips over there. Um, In a courtroom recess, we see Betty taking some pills by the water cooler. And at first you're like, huh, what's that about? What's that going to be? But we later find out it's the Adderall. And then this made me laugh. They lost Archie in the courthouse 
total Ted Bundy move. Do that? Yeah. No, homie would be still escorted in chains or left in in the room where there's a bailiff. Like Has anybody seen Archie? Okay. <laughs> He's on trial for murder. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't you can't lose him. <laughs> Ted Bundy literally escaped out like a third story window, probably a second story window, I don't know, in a courthouse, and then went on the run and killed some more people. Like, I think we've learned our lesson. So, anyway, that's not real. (laughs) For some reason, the judge in a murder case gets a bad case of long weekend-itis, dismisses the journey, sequesters them in a hotel, and sends everyone home. And on the way out, Hiram, like, very snidely tells Archie have a good weekend and Fred fucking wheels around and decks him in the face yes yes me too oh my gosh not great for Archie's public image but you know what great for me Mm -hmm. that's who it was great for me I didn't care I was like I love like that for me was very very satisfying Uh and I want to say that Betty was the one that said it later in the episode where she said that was very cathartic or something yeah I was like girl you weren't the only one that felt that way yes (laughs) oh man that was awesome Later at Pops, Jughead sees Dilton Doily in movie theater Concession King and Grundy victim she Ben. Was in the shadow. Sorry. Okay. Random. Like the oh, Penelope that, Ann Miller. Yeah. She's okay. in the shadow. That's where I know her from. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So he sees them playing like a Dungeons and Dragons or a Settlers of Catan type game. Catan. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I have friends who do that stuff, but that's like not a level of nerd that I've jumped into yet. Um, and Ben's like a real dick about it. He's like, Doily, shut up. And like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you got a blowjob from Chick for a job at the movie theater. How about you cool your fucking jets, yo? <laughs> Doily's not my favorite, but y- no. No, sir. Yeah. We don't talk to our re- recurring characters like that. Mm-mm. Um. The gang wants to use their time wisely and go look for the missing murder weapon at Shadow Lake, but Archie just wants to hang with his best pals and gals and have a nice weekend, like the judge told him to do. And I'm kind of on both sides. Like, I see where he's coming from because he's going to be put away for a while, but I also see, like, we have three days to prove you're innocent. Let's do this. But then at the same time, though, if he's... I kind of agree with... Archie mm-hmm. a little bit more because even if he does get put behind bars, they can do that without him. That's and true. It's not going to be evidence tampering. That is true. So it's one of those where it's uh, like, yeah. I did not approve of Veronica um, saying that we can plant it. No, we're not doing anything illegal. Mm-mm. You find it, you call the cops, you get them out there, and you you get the real story. Yep. Have Andre's prints on it, whatever. Just take a picture of it. Don't touch it. Right. Um, Enter That's how that works. Right. Until until enter Cheryl Goddess Blossom. She invites everyone to her and Tony's end of summer pool party and she says that she is in the mood for some hell raising and I am here for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I missed her. No, I didn't either until that moment when she yeah. walked in I was like, Damn. Yes, and her bikini top, leather jacket, and <laughs> shorty shorts. I was like, Oh, my baby's back. Mm-hmm. Yay. Pretty much. And then we get Zzz, Riverdale, our first title card of the season. So after our first break, we go to like 
Crystal Hippie Headquarters at the Cooper House, which is, feels very weird. It does. It does. Like, when they... That was awkward. That's so not Alice. I mean, I get it. I understand how people fall into it. I am honest to God surprised I have not fallen into a cult because I think we all know that when I see something I like, I fall hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can definitely see myself being one of those wild, wild country people. But, but it is weird to see Alice Cooper in that situation Betty's not into it um so she pieces out and she is helping Fred and Archie get the jalopy up and running which is really nice um she and Archie share like a sweet moment uh over at the Pembroke we get our first season three he's my boyfriend daddy and I love him so can you stop framing him for murder uh -huh. Spot on. Thank you. I was once a teenage girl. Um, so um, she even like her argument is even complete with like Shakespeare references and God damn it. I love her. So we'll move over to like the weird tent city where a lot of the serpents are living and oh shit. Fangs has healed quite well from getting shot in the gut uh -huh. with his shirt just wide open and abs are flowing and like I'm not hating it. Drew mm -hmm. Tanner, you get it, sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a good story. Where is your bullet wound? Yeah. Didn't he get shot in the gut? Isn't that right? Yeah. Or, like, maybe even by the heart. Either way, there should have I been, like, some sort of scar yeah. tissue somewhere. It should have been exposed in that scene. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't think I missed it because my eyes were not being torn away. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I would have seen it. Um... So, FP is giving Archie an honorary serpent tattoo, and it's just so damn cute. In broad daylight. Like, what the well, fuck? I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do in Intent City. And they don't have the white worm anymore. Oh, so, FP has his little reading glasses on. Oh my god. It was just so, so sweet. And then Jughead has a few tips for Archie in prison, you know, because he went to a different high school for a few weeks. So he, he knows how to handle this. <laughs> Speaking of dangerous minds, he even sits on a chair backwards, just like the cool white savior teacher that he thinks he is. And, but you know what? You are no Michelle Pfeiffer, my dude. This is not gangster's paradise. Calm down. Um, and actually, homie, Jughead has gotten a new serpent tattoo himself on the other arm, of course, because the last one was removed by Penny Peabody. Yes. Skin and all. Yes. So, which was karma, so, like, you know, whatever. I don't totally blame her. I'm sure this is still like... Okay. Um, last time we recorded, <laughs> the app stopped, so I'm, like, paranoid, and I keep going back and forth to make sure, but we're good. So, Alice's cult leader thinks Betty should burn her diaries, and my god, I love Betty in this scene. She was so sassy and wonderful, and, like, Alice was not herself, so she was just taking it, and it was, there was, there was some beauty to it. There was. Some real satisfaction. As somebody who's wanted to tell her mother off so many times. Yes. It was Very, gorgeous. Yes. Yes. I, I enjoyed that scene. I was like, finally. Right. Cut to Cheryl's pool party, where apparently Josie and Sweet Pea have been having a summer fling. I know. Wow. I was kind of like, wait a second. Did I miss something? Hmm. Um, but Josie is adamant that it is over as soon as school starts because yeah, she's committed to her music. And, and Sweet Pea's like not even hurt by that. He's like, okay. Well, yeah, it's not over. Yeah, no. 
not by a long shot. No, and I like it. Like, you know how at the end of season three, it looked like they were going to pair her with Reggie? I was like, she deserves better than Reggie. And Sweet Pea's a little hot-headed and um, not quite as, like, nuanced as Jughead. He's, like, a weird, like, image of Jughead kind of reflected. But he's still better than Reggie, I think, Mm -hmm. for Josie. Yeah, Reggie I'm not a big fan of. No, he is epic douche, but... Um, sometimes he's funny. Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes it's funny. Still a douche. Still a douche, yes. Kevin and Moose have reached, like, epic levels of gay coupledom. <laughs> and they're, like, all white tennis outfits and book lounging. And they're just so cute. And Kevin wants to lose his V-card by Halloween. And, like, how has he not already lost it with all the cruising in Fox Forest? I know. Whenever I heard that, I was like, wait a second. He's still virgin? Yeah. I, like, do they mean their relationship virginity or, like, their actual, actual virginity? Because from what I know about Kevin is that he likes to fuck and, like, with anybody. And Moose, how did he not sleep with Midge? Yeah, I feel like Moose and Midge f- fucked around because they were, like, about to have sex in the car when the Black Hood shot them. Yeah. Right? So that's why I'm sitting here going, maybe they mean their, like, relationship I mean, virginity, Maybe they were I get it. Maybe they were just making out and, like, heavy petting or whatever like thinking back to high school but I don't know I just feel like neither one of them are uh-uh. I don't feel like anybody on this show is anymore uh-uh. maybe Dalton Doily maybe and that's pushing yeah. it definitely not concession stand ban Ben <laughs> cause I feel like Chick did some things with him um, anyway Archie hands off his captain duties both football and like north side speaker wise whatever off to Reggie so that's going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, let's give it to, like, the worst person. Um, and this whole scene should just be called abs. Yeah. Abs. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> like, everywhere you look and you're just like, um, mm. Archie's just, abs. Like, Reggie's abs. Archie's abs. Reggie's abs. Mm-hmm. Words. Womp. It's like Charlie Brown. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> Not to objectify them. I did listen to them. But like, good God! You had to close your eyes. This whole <laughs> this whole fucking episode, Archie was shirtless. Like he was Most either it, yes. in a suit with like a cute little bow tie, which I definitely loved, or he was topless. And I'm like, we have met our quota for right. Archie Pecks and Abs. And I'm not saying I hate him, but like, we might be bordering on too much at this point. A little bit. I'm okay with it though. Right. Yeah. I mean. I will accept that if that is the biggest flaw of this season. <laughs> I will take it. Me too. Okay, so of course Cheryl has a crushed velvet gothic couch by her pool. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Um, Veronica is crushed about the prospect of her beau going to prison. <laughs> just understandable. So Josie just like wanders up and offers the rumor that jury is being sequestered at the five seasons so Veronica can tell like a jury member about her dad being in the mob. That was silly to me. Mm-hmm. That was like, this is not gonna work. Nope. Um, but whatever. Uh, Jughead spots Dilton off by himself and the music cues tell us to be super suspicious because it was like, bong! Bong, bong! Dilton's staring at the bushes! <laughs> Okay, we get it. He's into something weird. Got it. Noted. (laughs) Next. But before we can deal with that, uh uh-oh, the ghoulies have hot dog. I know, when they said hot dog, I was like, oh, "Oh, no. Please, dear God, let that be a dog's name and not that stupid snake that they have to hold. No, 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 no. It's hot dog, the furry dog that, um, from the season one finale, 
when Jughead and Betty were almost banging to Imagine Dragons, and then, like, the serpents showed up. You remember that? Yes. I remember that now. And then um, Jughead also had to take care of Hot Dog in his uh, um, initiation. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word. And Hot Dog is also, like, a character that goes all the way back to the comics and the cartoon and, like, even the song that we um, may or may not legally use for our podcast, like, the, like cartoon music video for it is hot dog like running through flowers and stuff it's really cute um he's a good character so scooby-doo puts a stealth mission in place and um by jughead and betty's like i don't know man last time you were in ghoulie territory we thought you were dead until like the season finale for like a whole week we thought you were gone so i don't know and he says no it's not gonna be dangerous so she's like cool i'll come and he's like, no, it's too dangerous. <laughs> and my girl, yes, she shuts that shit down. Real quick. Yes. And says, oh, no, sir. The serpent queen is a warrior queen. So if you're on the front lines, so am I. Fuck yes, Betty. Yes. yes. I was like, hell yeah, get a girl. That is my girl. You shut down his bullshit right now. So after commercial, Archie's parents wonder what they could have done to prevent their son being in this pickle of being framed for murder. And Archie walks in and is like, yo, I fucked up a lot last year. So whatever I get, I deserve. And I was kind of like, nah, he's not totally he's not wrong. wrong. <laughs> like, um, Maybe not juvie, but he's well, not wrong. I mean, he didn't murder anybody, but he did like light a car on fire and explode it and started a bunch of like terrorist organizations Mm -hmm. and did some real bad shit. He may not have killed anybody with his hands. Yeah but I definitely feel like he's somewhat responsible for Papa Poutine Mm -hmm. and and like he says at the end like had he not left Andre with Cassidy maybe Cassidy would still be alive. So. Which is true. Like his guilty conscience is valid. Mm -hmm. So um, Veronica disguises herself as housekeeping to try to get into the jury room at the five seasons, but oh damn it, foiled again. Um, Sheriff Minetta is there guarding the door because Hiram knows that like Veronica liked to watch Scooby Doo. I don't know. He's like, she's gonna pull some weird hijinks mm-hmm. and has his goon there. So um, at the sheriff's station, Hermione comes to retrieve Veronica for jury tampering and. Such a big crime for a high school kid. And Veronica lays into her mother about standing by her man, knowing full well what a monster he is. But I really like this. Hermione speaks her truth mm-hmm. that she doesn't get the same unconditional protection that Veronica does because she's not blood related. She is very much in danger of being whacked if Hiram senses a lack of loyalty. Yep. And she does not want to leave Veronica in alone, alone in the world with Hiram. So She's doing what she can to stay alive. And I, like, I really appreciated finally getting Hermione's side. And because all last season it was like, what is your deal? Like, what is your character? Like, it's finally, I'm glad that they finally exposed why she does what she does. Mm Because then you're, like, able to understand, oh, okay, so that's why she did that. That's why she did that. That makes total sense. She's trying to protect her daughter. She's trying to stay alive. Mm -hmm. She's a prisoner. I get it now. If you would have just said that in season one, I wouldn't have hated her. Or or even at some point in time in season two would have been nice because all season two I was like where was the strong independent woman from last season what the fuck is even happening right now but Mm -hmm. I get it um okay so we'll move over to the hot dog heist which is 
really funny sentence. <laughs> I'm trying to say it out loud. Uh, Jughead starts to break Hot Dog out when, like, lights flood the dark and the ghoulies led by Penning Peabody come out with, like, maces and spiked baseball bats and whatever. Did anybody else get shocked whenever she walked out? I wasn't shocked. I wasn't either. No. I was like, yeah, I knew that was coming. Right. We knew that she had, like, hopped over to their side and... I mean, obviously, it was a setup, so no, it was not a big surprise. Um, Penny tells the ghoulies to attack, but then, thank God, Cheryl practiced archery that one episode. Mm-hmm. Because she nails Malachi in the leg, and it was awesome. Um, Penny threatens Betty, so Jackhead tells Cheryl to aim the next arrow between Penny's eyes. And that scares her enough to call off the ghoulies this time, but says... Jonesy, which is another Dreamcatcher reference, by the way, um, just made the North Side fair game. Which did he? I mean, I feel like he was self defense. Like I do not understand the rules of like suburban white people gangs. I don't get this. <laughs> so I don't either. Like I was like, okay. And I think she was pissed because it said something about, like, his jacket said, like, South Side, side Serpents. Serpents. Yeah. And she was like, you don't own the South Side, so you need to give me your jacket. And I'm like, it's a fucking jacket. Yeah. Like, y'all aren't the serpents either. And there's a huge snake on the back of that damn right. thing. No, we're not giving up her jackets or our club name. Fuck off. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so Archie has a fever dream that it was him who killed Cassidy and his friends. Um, and that, oh, and then like his friends catch him with blood on his hands and then they disappear. And again, so much Archie apps in this episode. Um, cause when he wakes up, it's just set on his torso. The camera is just like right there. There and, has to be a woman behind that damn camera. <laughs> I mean, well, R- Roberto, who's the showrunner is, is homosexual. So he needs to do every episode. Dude, he wrote a play about um, Archie and Jughead. Like, <gasps> yeah. And, like, he, he actually, I think he wrote it in, in college or something, and he got in trouble from the Archie Comics people, but then he got hired on by Archie Comics That's to funny. write for, for the Archie Comics. So, um, but, yeah. But there's somewhere out there is, is a play written by Roberto about Archie and Jughead discovering their, like, love forbidden for love. Yes. <laughs> And, like, I've never wanted to read something so much. (laughs) (laughs) That is all of my interest wrapped into one. So, at the last remaining trailer in Sunnyside, which is, of course, the Joneses, FP tells Jughead that Dilton stopped by. And at this point, I was like, what the hell is this storyline going to be? Like, this this is lame, and I I don't know what this is. Get to it already, people. Right. Um... Apparently, it's, like, real hard being the Serpent King, and then we hear an old-timey horn. So, I guess uh, Archie's there. And then, over at the Cooper house, just when we thought we couldn't dislike Polly more, she apparently has blown Betty's cover about Dr. Glass and those pills from earlier. It's her prescribed Adderall, but she's been refilling it faster than it's supposed to be, or, like, whatever, you know. Mm. Um, So... Like, I don't support a speed-addicted Betty or anything, because God knows we lived through that with Spencer on PLL. Mm, I couldn't do it with with Spencer either. It's like, it was so hard, because she was my favorite liar, and I don't want to see that for Betty. But I still fucking hate Polly for this. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot stand her. Like, my notes say, thank ducking God. 
<laughs> for that sloppy horn, but I stand by it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just never really liked Polly. Even no. Even like season one to season, it's like the more the show goes on, the more I dislike Polly. Right. I mean, I've had like moments where I agree with her when she like, she didn't want Chick to babysit the twins. That's Understood agree. that. Okay. Got it. Um, but most of the time I'm like, they're such wet toast. Like, go away. Mm-hmm. And this time I'm like, oh, now I actively dislike you because you are influencing my, like, favorite characters. Mm-hmm. After they're, they've been in such a vulnerable state. Yep. After, you know, Hal being the Black Hood and everything. Just go back to Once Upon a Time. I love the actress. She's great. She's beautiful. I fucking hate Polly Cooper. Take note of that, writers. Write her off, please. Thank you. <laughs> or, like, do better. I don't know. Kill her uh, off. Make her make her interesting or something that I don't hate. So, we finally get that Sweetwater swimming whole scene that we've been teased with since Comic-Con. With some, like, crappy teen music playing over it. I know you can tell it was, like, very expensive for them to spend money on this song because they were blasting it. It, it was no Fleetwood Mac for me and my taste, <laughs> not my jam. Um, but after they're done swimming, they're, they're kind of sitting around a campfire. Jughead suggests Archie take off for Canada. There are apparently some serpents in Quebec that would hide him. And is anyone else dying for what a French-Canadian serpent episode yes. would look like? <laughs> yes. I think that would be awesome. Or like they meet on the border or something. and like or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. I was like, I just want to hear their accents. I want to hear it. I want to see it. Oh, it'd be good. So great. Archie won't run because he's guilty. Not guilty of killing Cassidy, but leaving him alone with Andre and like all of the other felony level shit he pulled last season. So good on him for like copping to that. Uh, later the same campfire a different campfire i don't know there are suddenly two different campfires i know because whenever uh, yeah do you Archie think and veronica and then jughead and betty and i'm like dear god please let there be two fires yeah this please is, let there be two fires that's a little too oh man yeah we don't need that so betty is like stacking river rocks like like a true speed fiend fashion um She's she tells Jughead that she's terrified of reality, but he puts his beanie of comfort and security on her head and assures her that whatever they face, they'll face it together. And then they get busy. And great bughead scene for mm-hmm. all the bughead people. Um, at another campfire, I guess Archie and Veronica are having their own like fireside fuck session, and you know. You do you, people. <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> I was like, and there it is. Yeah. They they don't talk to get to it. They just nail it out. Like, uh-huh. this is, yeah. Like, in the, the Shadow Lake episode, like, <laughs> Betty and Jack had, like, talk, deal with some stuff. And then they do it. And then express their feelings yeah, by way no, of making love. Archie and Veronica are just straight sh- hormones. They yeah. just go. They just bang it out anytime they need um so post-coital he tries to tell ronnie to move on after he goes to prison um and she's like oh hell no you are not breaking up with me tonight i have already cast myself as this like epic prison widow and i don't know why but she reminded me of sophia from golden girls in the scene (laughs) there was something very like old italian lady about her oh my damn 
I think it was that like finger she put up when she said, and I am bringing you Magnolia cupcakes from New York every week. <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing. I loved it because she was like, uh-uh. Right. Okay, so, yeah. I, I just, I love when people stand up to them. Yes. Um, so, Tuesday morning, um, Archie's mom, dad, and even Vegas are waiting for him to send the stairs, possibly for the last time ever. Jughead's about to head to the trial, and Dilton shows up and drops some shit about a gargoyle king. That's the first time we've heard it on the show. And Jughead's like, um okay, bye, stay here, and I'll see you later. <laughs> At the courthouse scene, the jury is deadlocked 6-6, and the jury guy, I don't know, I don't have words anymore, um, says that's not going to change. So the DA offers a plea in lieu of a confession to manslaughter, um, time served, plus two years in juvie. And before they get a chance to talk about it, fucking Archie accepts a plea and says that he's guilty, and like, oh, dear God. I wanted to kill him, and then I was yes. half-ass pissed at uh, Molly Ringwald for not sh- shoving her hand over, over his, his mouth. mouth. Yes. Archibald, middle name Andrews, da fuck. No. <laughs> no. So, and that is so not how pleas work. Like, they're, like, you got to put them in writing. I mean, if you've watched The Staircase. We've watched The Staircase. Staircase. Yeah. We know that's not how actual legal proceedings work. So, Whatever. So off he goes to the Leopold and Loeb Juvenile Center. Did you get the reference? Yes. Okay. I had to look it up because I at first I was like, did they say the Lisa Loeb Detention Center? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a true crime thing. And that's part of my whole jam mm-hmm. is being related to true crime. But if you don't know, in the 20s, there were um, two teenagers at like a, a boys' school who kidnapped and murdered a classmate. And they're famously known as Leopold and Loeb. So anyway... He's, I love all the references that they've got this yeah. episode. Like, it is in, They've nailed that. Yeah. They're, you can tell, like, they've been waiting all mm-hmm. summer to, like, bust, you know, bust them out. Um, Veronica obviously freaks out and runs after him. Betty wraps her in a hug and, like, over Betty's shoulder, Veronica spots her father and, like, oh, shit, a vendetta is born. Yes. And it's awesome. Like, if she could have, like, killed him with that stare. Mm-hmm. She would have. Back at the Andrews house, the hot dads of Riverdale have assembled, and they are going to find a way to get Archie out. That's, that scene, I was like, oh, fuck, it's about to get real. Yes. They have reunited from their riot night squad, and they're they're going to work together, and hell yes, I'm Whenever excited. Whenever Skeet said whatever it takes, Ex- I was like, oh, fuck. Yes. Yes. Skeet's going to dig a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're getting Archie out of this, man. Right. Veronica confronts Hiram for punishing Archie for being, for threatening him. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is your punishment for choosing that boy over me because Hiram Lodge is the patriarchy embodied Barfarama. So. I wanted to punch him. I wanted to punch him. I wanted to murder him. I wanted to, um, just. He's flat out jealous. Like that's all it is. It and it's gross. Jealousy. Yes. That his daughter's not allowed to be happy or have love in her life if it doesn't involve like him. him. Yeah. Like, dude, she's a grown fucking woman or she's getting there. Do, she's almost. She, she she's, can make her own decision. She is a child, but like still, no, no family member should ever have like 
any inputs in like romance Mm -hmm. like I don't know it's so creepy and like the way that they do like the daddy's girl thing and I don't know it's just very barfy um I think part of it is because he brought Archie in for mm-hmm. her to make her happy, and then he betrayed him, him. and then she went with, with him, him instead of Hiram, and that's what pissed him off. Right. But Hiram was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Hiram knows that he's a monster, so... But he doesn't see it that way. Right, he no. He says, you're my blood, you choose, choose me, me, period. Right. And... I, I mean, kudos to Veronica for being like, you know what? You don't have a daughter anymore. Peace. Also, this clock is fast, so we still have 10 minutes. Okay, good. Um, back at the trailer, uh, Jughead gets home, and Dilton is gone, but he's left a drawing of the Gargoyle King in a weird, like, Minesweeper map. Um, so Jughead, like, compares it to his map of Riverdale, and it apparently, like, startled something in him. So on the bus to Juvie... Archie just kind of looks around while the music is weird. And then we see that on the, like, Welcome to Riverdale sign, it's been tagged by some, like, weird cryptic images. Um, It was the same stuff that's on the map. Yeah, it was the same Gargoyle King stuff. So, um, it's, yeah. Jughead goes into the middle of the woods to find Dilton and Ben. And they have just completed some sort of ritual. Dilton appears to be dead or at least unresponsive. But Ben starts to revive a little bit. Even though he's foaming at the mouth, Jughead screams for help. And yes, Ashley, you were right. That is Cole Sprouse's voice shouting for help. Told ya. <laughs> I hope you feel vindicated. Yes. I was like, I told you it was him. Um, I was wrong, though, because it was two guys instead of a guy and, and a girl. girl. Yeah. So I was two-thirds right. <laughs> you were mostly right, because the argument was definitely about whose voice it was. Because I couldn't tell. But you were right. It's like, that's, that's all Cole. Yeah. Um, at the Cooper house, Betty walks into the backyard to find Alice and Polly doing some sort of, like, culty ritual with the babies. And she, this is where we see her kind of hallucinate. She, um, sees them. that was a hallucination. Right. Drops the babies into this, like, giant-ass bonfire. And then they kind of, she blinks a little bit and they kind of fly up into the air. And they're, like, floating. Yeah. It's weird. And Polly and... Uh, Alice. Alice are like smiling like, oh, it worked. Yeah. Like, if, huh? Right, yeah. Very confusing. And then Betty goes down having a full-on seizure. It's that scene from the trailer where we see her kind of lay down. But I think we all assumed she was just like, it was like after they hid the body in um, uh, the, the one where she fucked Jughead for the first time. And she finally gets to sleep and then immediately has to wake back up again. But no, she has a full-on seizure. And then Alice comes running after her. So, like, if if the babies didn't fly or weren't dropped into the fire, where are they? Because Alice is definitely not holding one anymore. Um, But she takes off and um, tries to get Betty, who is flopping around like a fish. Great acting by Lily Reinhardt. Um, And having a seizure. And then we get Riverdale. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a lot, like, in that last It was a minutes. lot. Yeah. And, it, like, really, the Archie stuff was kind of dumb. It was just, like, several seconds of him sitting on the bus looking around. Like, nothing happened. Um, the only important part of that scene was the Riverdale sign. But they definitely spent some time on it. But, like, the Jughead finding Dilton and Ben. Um, Veronica standing up to her dad. The, the Betty cult stuff. Like, it's... 
yeah. It's all leading up to a badass season. I hope so. Like, they shoved it all in with the last few minutes, and they're like, all right, I hope you're ready for some crazy shit. Yeah. Get started. I hope so, because season two around, after, like, the first episode or two, was just a garbage fire. Like, I like each episode on its own. But collectively? Yeah. It's... It's kind of rough. Now, if you binge it, it's not quite so bad, but I know around, like, episode five, I was like, what What the hell is happening? Like, this is, this is weird, and I don't think I like it, and wasn't really until, like, the Christmas episode that I was, like, back into it. Yeah, you're like, I'm just going to stick it out. It'll get better. It'll yes. get better. Please get better. <laughs> Please get better. Oh, thank God. There yeah, go. and there we are. Okay. It's better. So, um, but that, I think that does it for this week, for the season three premiere of Riverdale. We've I'm, never done an entire episode in an hour. I know. We've <laughs> never made it. I, I don't know if you noticed, but I was talking real fast. You were. <laughs> um, I am so freaking stoked for this season, y'all. Don't forget to subscribe, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, you know the drill. It helps us out. Super big thanks to Ashley for joining me today and sacrificing your lunch hour. It's okay. I got I got a sandwich coming. I'm good. <laughs> um, thanks for inviting me. Yes, of course. I love having you on. Um, see you next week when it looks like we'll get to see Nancy, Drew, Betty in action, which is one of my favorite Bettys. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, gang, take your meds responsibly and don't forge prescriptions. All hell. Edgar ever never (laughs) or Or do any type of evidence tampering tampering. yeah let's no felonies until next week people no felonies (laughs) (laughs) bye gang we'll make the winter springtime and jingle jangle sing time right on to the summer and the fall so darling don't be weeping 